everybody. Welcome to the Hallmarkies podcast. We're so excited today. We are here to talk with another of our Hallmark writers. We love talking to the writers of the podcast. And we have the newest uh, Hallmark Publishing author uh, with our their first uh, Sleuthers uh, book, their first uh, cozy mystery. We're really excited to have Tracy Gardner here. Uh, and uh, and I'm Rachel and Lisa is here. Hi guys. Yes. And Tracy, thank you so much for coming on the podcast. Hi, Rachel and Lisa. Thank you so much for having me. I really appreciate it. You have your first book uh, for Hallmark uh, coming out, the Out of the Picture. And uh, Tracy, why don't you tell, we like to ask our guests, tell us, uh, introduce yourself and tell us a little bit what inspired you to become a writer. Okay. My name is Tracy Gardner. I, uh, I grew up reading everything, pretty much everything that I could get my hands on. Both my parents were teachers and I just read um, voraciously as a kid. And I think I've been writing short stories since probably elementary school. And as a teen, I, of course, wrote poems and angsty song lyrics and <laughs> short yes, stories. That's and, amazing. And I somehow, I'm, I'm a registered nurse um, in my day job, but I never really stopped writing. And I started writing my first manuscript after my second child was born. Uh, and I just, I don't think I could ever not write. So the progression kind of into an actual book length. Um, story just was already kind of there. And I, I always love mysteries. I think I've read every Nancy Drew, every Hardy Boys, every, you know, everything that I could get a hand, my hands on that had a little bit of a uh, intrigue, a little bit of um, suspense. So I think this was just kind of, um, it was a, it was a lot of fun and it, a lot of it just felt natural to me. So you were a type of kid who was always kind of scribbling down stories and and uh and and things like that yeah always which mm-hmm. i'm sure my parents loved as teachers <laughs> they, <laughs> they encouraged that mm-hmm. um and i we were always at the library i remember probably like a lot of kids going to the library and checking out i think it was 10 books every two weeks and it was never enough and it was always this like horrible sadness when you get like, halfway through the second week and there were none left to read <laughs> So, yeah. yeah. Did you have particular favorites that you were like a series that you were really, really into or? I think I, you, I kind of went through the stages. So I loved the Judy Bloom books when I was probably late elementary and then mm-hmm. through junior high. And somehow I progressed to Stephen King and he's, mm-hmm. he's just a genius. I know <laughs> he's just amazing. Um, and it's not, I don't think I really love his stories so much because of the horror aspect, but because of the, the characters, the way that he, he kind of paints the whole picture and you feel like you're just, you're in this real story. So, but I, I mean, I read everything even now. I I love romance. I love just women's fiction, cozies, everything. (laughs) I know it is probably different with mysteries maybe, but, um, are you a pantser or a plotter? I mean, does the fact that it's a mystery allow for that kind of thing? Or do you really have to like plot throughout? <clears throat> I think I've evolved more into being a plotter. I didn't start out that way, but um, it, it just works better. Uh, 
so now, and it's funny because in my writing classes and in and, and school, I hated the structured outline. I mean, that was just painful for me when you had to sit down and put all the little intricate details and sections and everything was very, very already kind of just laid out in front of you. I never liked that aspect, but right. now when I'm coming up with like a story idea, I, that it's my roadmap. So I, I always know the beginning and end. And then I at least try before I start writing that first paragraph, I at least try to put the major plot points. Um, and I, I love the detours as you're writing and you get, you know, through several chapters and maybe something comes up that you didn't plan for. It, sometimes it, it's a complete mess and I have to cut it, <laughs> but sometimes it ends up being great and it, it contributes to the story. So I think I'm probably like 75% plotter, nice. 25%. But you go with the answer, flow yeah. and you're like, hey, if it takes me here and it works, it works. I get it. Yeah. Sometimes awesome. the characters just, they decide what they're going to do with the story and you don't have a lot of control. <laughs> That's the best thing. I mean, I'm just so fascinated by the whole concept of it. I just love it. I just love the fact that authors in their minds have all this other subtext going on because you're trying to plot out others. I just, oh my gosh, the whole mm -hmm. thing just fascinates me. I love it. It's my mm -hmm. favorite. <laughs> yeah. So this is the first cozy mystery that Hallmark Publishing has done. How did you become involved with it? How did, how did they find you? So we, we sort of found them. My agent with literary council, Fran Black, she's a superhero. She's amazing. <laughs> yeah. She came to me with the idea about a year and a half ago to, you know, she kind of, I think she emailed me and said, hey, what do you think about sending a pitch to Hallmark Publishing? And it sounded like a completely crazy idea. Like, how could I ever, that's big. Like, how could I ever do that? But also like, sure, why not? <laughs> what do I have to lose? It, she kind of hit me at the perfect point after several, several years of writing, uh, where I was just, I was just about at the point where I felt like I, I might have to just make the decision to start just writing for myself because I've tried to quit writing and it doesn't go well. <laughs> so I need to write, but it's, publishing is difficult. It's a long and twisty road is kind of how I think of it. Mm -hmm. And when she hit me with the idea, I thought, I, you know, I have absolutely nothing to lose let me see what I can put together and um, I ended up falling in love with the characters so I then I really wanted to write the story so I'm thrilled that I had the chance yeah so your agent uh, contacted Hallmark with the idea of doing a cozy mystery yep she sent them a pitch that I had come up with and yeah obviously um, fine-tuned and and stressed over so, and I think they like the concept, like right from the get-go, but obviously, you know, I, there's all, it seems like there's always revising and rewriting and fine-tuning. I think that's just part of the process. And I was, I, I mean, it's Hallmark. They know their stuff. They know uh -huh. what, what people love. So I had no problem at all with, with any of that process. Yeah. Very cool. That's, that's great. Mm -hmm. uh, so how was how's the process you said that you have to be a 75 percent plotter but how do you keep all of the like the red herring straight the 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 make sure you're getting <laughs> like the clues right for the you know the big reveal uh, kind of a thing how, how do you so do many that notes. You, so many <laughs> notes yeah. I, 
I have my memory is terrible, so I have so many notes to myself to keep it all straight. Um, I have to, and pretty much everything is on my laptop. But it, I mean, it helps. So I have notes on each character, notes on the red herrings, um, little notes about make sure to to insert this little tiny, you know, maybe a little clue or little tidbit in this chapter and that kind of thing. So that and that was. A lot of that was a learning process for me too. I'm I'm a rookie, and I'll admit it. <laughs> I'm always trying to learn. Mm-hmm. Right. I always envisioned like some big murder board where you just have all these strings and, yeah, <laughs> and like post-its and like pictures <laughs> and like scribbled out things, and it's all just like a mishmash. And but for you, it makes sense. But anybody else that sees it would be like, "What is happening here?" But I thought it worked. Really I think well. I've seen. Yeah, I think I've seen, you know, other authors, like their little ideas. I think I, I think I saw something that J.K. Rowling posted once where that's, it, that's almost exactly what her thought process looked like. Oh but gosh. again, anything I try to like do with pen and paper, <laughs> it just it's just not, not helpful to me. Right. <laughs> so, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so why don't you tell our audience a little bit about just a few sentences about what the what the story is about with uh sure. yeah okay, so main character savannah shepherd has just moved back home to her small kind of cute hometown that sits on the shores of lake michigan <clears throat> and she has a wonderful supportive family she's the middle sister she has an older sister and a younger and um they're very tight-knit they're close to their parents so Savannah's around 30 in my mind, and she is the only one that left the town of Carson back when she went away to college. She never came back. She lived in Chicago for 10 years and um, is now back home in Carson after a kind of a messy breakup with her fiance. So she's an art authenticator. It's her passion. She just has this really keen eye for, for catching things that other people might miss. And now that she's back in Carson, she lucks into a job as an elementary school art teacher where she can kind of tap back into her, her art roots. Um, and during the process of kind of reacclimating, she's only been back in town for a couple of weeks. When we meet her, she visits her adopted grandmother figure, Caroline Carson, who is the town matriarch, and ends up falling into a murder mystery as a result of something that she witnesses happen while she's visiting Caroline. Yeah. So with, with the three sisters, was that based on, do you have three sisters or is that, is that based on your experience at all? I have, I have a younger sister. So when Savannah kind of showed up in my head as the main character, I knew she'd have a sister. I'm close with my sister. um, So it just made sense. Uh-huh. that she would have and I, somehow I just knew she's the middle sister so Sydney is two years younger than her and Skylar who's the town attorney is two years older than her um, and they are best friends they're the three of them are so happy to be back together again now that Savannah's home uh, I just I think sisters and longtime friends you just very easily fall back into the friendship no matter how long you've been apart so, uh-huh. yeah it was a lot of fun writing that relationship I have three sisters, so there's four of us, so I could definitely oh. connect with, with that, that, for sure. So, yeah. 
So that yeah, I only have fun. one, but I left. I left um, all my family's in Texas, and I'm about 1,800 miles away. And, you know, honestly, I haven't moved huh. back to my hometown since I left at 18. The character of Savannah kind of really hit me um, on a personal level because she comes back, and it's just the mm. little things that she is, experiences back with her family, just the family dinners, the seeing her nephew, mm. that kind of stuff, because um, I, I miss out on all of that, which I was like, oh, Aww. I kind of lived vicariously through Savannah, and I was like, that's how it would be for me. <laughs> so I loved it. It was Aww, very sweet. I did like it. Fun. Yeah. Good. I'm so glad to hear that. That's great. <laughs> yeah, and the sisters were different enough to feel believable but similar enough to feel like sisters they, my 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 siblings were all very different all of us uh yeah <laughs> it, we're i don't know we're just a really weird interesting mix of people but we all at the core have that you know obviously that love since we're family yeah uh but uh and and there's certain things like the way we kind of analyze stuff, even though we come to mm-hmm. really different conclusions that uh, it's like, okay, you're a Wagner. <laughs> <laughs> That's hilarious. So she's a, she was an art authenticator and that came across very, very detailed. So do you know one in real life or did you just do a lot of research on this? Because I found all of those um, passages where she draw she drew on that experience to go through these clues and stuff very very interesting and very engaging so I just wanted to know oh that's great yeah I I did not I honestly I don't know I didn't know anything about the process I did a lot of research wow. and it was fascinating it was yeah. really it was really interesting I didn't mind that part at all a lot of times you writers have backstories for their characters and things that never make it into the book, just things Mm -hmm. that I know about them. Mm -hmm. And I think in my mind, the three sisters spent um, a ton of time at Caroline's house growing up. She was kind of like their grandmother and Caroline has an extensive fine art collection. Savannah uh, grew up just soaking all of that in. She, she was basically educated by Caroline and her husband about all of the art. So she took that love of art and and made a career out of it in Chicago, but she was always an artist at heart. So then coming back to, you know, small town, middle America, um, (laughs) there's no, I mean, I'm sure she could. There's Detroit and Lansing and Michigan, which have just amazing art centers. She wanted to live and work close to home. So the the art teacher part of it was, it made sense to me. Uh, and then she also is finally kind of dipping her toes back into her actual artist kind of feeling where she decides to paint. Caroline hires her to paint a mural and she's so happy to finally be painting again because that was kind of on the back burner for so long. But yeah, I didn't know anybody who works in that field, but it, it's really fascinating. Yeah, it was pretty awesome. Now I have to ask really quickly, we know um, the name, well, I would say a lot of people know the names Matisse and Monet and stuff. But the other mm-hmm. artists, yeah, were those made up? I or? had a lot of fun making those names. I was up. gonna say because I, <laughs> I was like, I don't recognize, but I'm, yeah. I, I do enjoy museums and I do go pretty semi regularly. But I thought, okay, I'm not that into the art world, but they sound. I thought I gotta ask her if those are made up because those are great names. I loved them. Yeah, <laughs> I thank you. I I played around a lot with the names. I really I was happy with the ones that I finally came up with. And of course, you know, you have the Monets and the Matisse. You have to. I had some recognizable names in there too. 
It was awesome. I yeah. was like, oh, Minkoff. Great. <laughs> I just loved it. Oh, good. Oh, I love that name. <laughs> Thank you. But the, the, well, our... the first name had to be Sergey. That just, yeah. kind of, uh, you know, it fit. all just really worked. I loved it. <laughs> but the art authenticator Great. thing is a really interesting thing because I remember reading about uh, there was a painting of Mary Todd Lincoln that, like, was in big New York museums and was actually originally purchased by the lincoln family descendants like they thought that this was a real oh, painting wow. of mary todd lincoln and uh it, it it kind of looked a little bit weird but enough that it looked like her and i guess they were going to like pres preserve it or something like that and the 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 authenticator the the the, the guy he realized that there was another painting on top of the painting like oh, he said wow. in the book and he started to yeah. do his his thing and he figured out was that it was actually a whole different woman and like going all oh, the way God. back to the to the lincoln family that this thing had been sold as a as a fraud and there was like a whole lore around the wow. painting that supposedly mary todd had had it painted but she didn't give it to she didn't get to give it to oh. the president before he was killed and like oh, all this wow. stuff in it the whole time it was a fraud i was like wow that's crazy so it's a, a really incredible yeah it's a really interesting a, thing yeah and i think there's more of that than we even realize they um my agent helped with a lot of the research and she came up with these really cool words like that's where the pentimento comes in yeah. where you can discover a completely different painting under a painting and a lot of times you know artists are poor artists are poor sometimes right. and they would paint over their own their own canvases but sometimes it was a complete it was just a completely different artist or it's a forgery that's painted over something else and that's what ends up finally betraying the painting that people think is real it's really really interesting yeah yeah. And so, not to, and I, I, you know, I don't want to make this come off the way it's going to sound. So I apologize. Cause I do, I love cozy <laughs> mysteries. I really do. I love cozy mysteries, but after a while the, I, I can only read so many bakers and so many, um, you know, like, yeah. uh, basically bakers, you know? Um, and, and I know there's more out there, but of course right now, as I'm trying to think of it, my brain shut down on me. So like, I, if you, uh, yeah. If you have any comments, sorry, send them to Lisa at, <laughs> on homework.com and you can tell me all about it. but um i really enjoyed that it was something a little bit outside the normal cozy box you know as she, an art, art authenticator was really cool and i loved the the details that come with that profession the looking for clues and looking for ways that something is not right i love how that played into the actual mystery side of it i just thought it was a really cool yeah. connection because sometimes it's a stretch about why this person in this profession would really be interested in somebody dying. Right. right. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I could yeah. see that. I, and I guess like, if you think about it, if you've done years of, of schooling and then your whole career was based on looking for inconsistencies mm -hmm. that, that could show you that something wasn't what you thought it was, it, it still, it seems like it could just be you, you eventually would just do that without even meaning to, mm -hmm. you know? So I kind of, I bought that about Savannah, that she would some of the time just see things without even really looking for them. So you have Sydney and Skylar as well. And are you planning on, if you do future books, having them be the lead in, in, in certain books? Have Skylar have a story? 
Um, or is it always going to be Savannah? We did. I wasn't sure at first how, how that would go. We talked, I talked with um, Stacey Donovan as the Hallmark publishing editor and she's, she's just incredible. I think she's like secretly six different people in one body. Right. <laughs> so I can totally believe that. Um, yeah, no. But so we talked about whether the, you know, different, like a different sister should drive each story. But um, I think what it, end, what it ended up being is really, Savannah's the main character. She's the one that has this kind of innate talent for spotting things that other people might miss. So She'll be the lead in, okay. in like every future story, but she needs her sisters because they each bring something different to the table that she doesn't have. And she, and she always knows who to turn to, which, which one of her sisters is going to be the right one to help her at any given moment too. So you, she needs the team. And then you have Dr. Aiden Gallagher, who uh, she definitely by the end of the book, she sort of relies on him too to help with a few things as she's trying to figure everything out and well, he's happy to help. In all fairness, by the end of the book, I relied on Aiden a lot because <laughs> he was very dreamy and I was like, yes. And in my mind, I know we might play this. I mean, maybe we'll talk about this later, but in my mind, I kept seeing Chris McNally. Yes. And I was just like, oh, okay. Yeah. With, I mean, I know yeah. it, it wasn't an exact description match, but I just kept seeing that and I, cause he's tall too. And I was just like, Oh, this yeah. would work. So it no, all like, worked for me. Yeah. <laughs> and I kept seeing Jack I, yeah. um, Carson as Jack Turner, which probably just because their names, but that's who I kept seeing as. but anyways, that's neat. That's so interesting. I love hearing that. I think everybody has a little bit of a different mm-hmm. image in their head as they're reading. And I love that. I love the different takes. They were so much, so much fun to write. I love, you know, all of them, but, um, Aiden, Jack, the girl's dad. I I just had so much fun writing the men too. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I had a crush on her dad, their dad. I was like, hello, because I'm closer to his age probably than Aiden. So I yeah, I had a crush on yep. old Harlan. Yeah. I did too. I yeah. <laughs> yeah. Aiden well, was been- really dishy. I really enjoyed his, his like <laughs> just his sort of like deep voice. You could kind of picture it and being like, I don't know, mm-hmm. just his kind yeah. of aloof nature was really fun i like what are you doing (laughs) (laughs) yeah he definitely you could like as i was writing scenes savannah you could tell i felt like i as i was writing her anytime aiden went into a room or if he was near he always kind of kept her on her toes he just feels different she feels differently when he's around Uh, you know and rightfully so (laughs) but I think Chris McNally is a great choice I think they should definitely do that that if they make them yes for sure (laughs) the only other person I thought of was possibly Victor Webster was there I thought of I'd be okay with that too that's totally fine yeah definitely oh Uh, that's so much fun (laughs) did you have uh people you were thinking of for the sisters I think when I started out, I did, but then by the time I got halfway through and then with, excuse me, with edits and revisions and everything, I have these pictures of them in my head that, that and they don't, they're just their own people. Yeah. <laughs> I know, I know what they look like. You know, Savannah's a brunette and Sydney has this beautiful long red hair and she's a little bit of a free spirit. Skylar, the lawyer is 
always put together. I <laughs> Some of the scenes when I was writing her, I did. There were a few different actresses that I could picture, but um, she just, she always looks great. She's always put together. Her hair is always perfect. She's blonde. So yeah, I think you can't help by getting images in your head as you're writing yeah. them, but I love the idea that everybody has a little bit of a different take Yes. did you have lisa yeah. somebody you pictured as the the sisters you know no because i always picture the lead as me so that way i can <laughs> be the one ending up with the lead guy so yeah i always just picture him as me <laughs> well i tell you who i think they should cast as savannah she, she has blonde hair but so you'd have to i guess change that but i think Brittany That's bristow okay. <laughs> That's a good idea. Perfect. Oh, yeah. Right? Yeah. 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 That would be, yeah. She'd be great. Totally see that. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. Yeah. Oh, she could pull that off. Yeah, she would be so good. She would be really fun. (laughs) Yeah. The other sisters, I mean, I think Fiona Vroom would be a good, uh, a a good for this, or Sydney for the redhead. She would be good. Okay. Um, Yeah. Yeah. And I love her. So, yeah. 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 She's really, (laughs) really good. And I don't know who would play Skylar. She's the one we got to know the least out of the three. Yeah, she did have kind of the smallest part. We'll get to know her more, though. I promise. (laughs) Yes. Oh, good. That's Okay, that makes me happy to know that. A short break from our talk with Tracy to talk about our sponsor for this week's episode. We're so delighted to be talking about care of again this is the uh, second time they've been a sponsor of our podcast and they are a company that sends the the, that you're able to order vitamins and protein powders and other things from from their website Uh, you can get 25 percent off your first order with code hallmarkies and uh, takecareof.com so uh, lisa have you had the chance to try out some of the the products from care of I have. I mean, I got my box and first of all, (laughs) I was very excited to open the box. And first thing that hit me was my name. Hi, Lisa, which I thought was absolutely adorable. Yeah. On the product. Yes. And then the lid, like the actual box. And then you open it up and then all the products have your name on it. Like even everyday vitamin pack says, hi, Lisa, with a little quote, which is so cute. Now I am a protein powder person anyways. And so that was my first like beeline for that mm-hmm. and um been drinking in the mornings and i will say this i like i said i've had a lot of experience with protein powders and this is by far one of the smoothest and creamiest protein powders i've had ever yeah. so if that's your if that's your bag y'all then jump on board because I'm, I'm not kidding. This is one of my favorites. Well and they have an online quiz that helps you sort of figure out what products will be the most helpful for you and like I said you can uh, get 25% off your first order uh, at takecareof.com with code hallmarkies so check that out and let us know your experience can I ask you real quick do you have a set number of of books that you're leading to or you're just going to see where it takes you like do you already have other stories kind of not really plotted out but like well, I do. <clears throat> I have the next two. I know vaguely what happens. Um, I know, I know everything that happens in book two. Um, yeah. <laughs> because I've just started that one. And yeah. Hallmark did, they gave the official, they want to move forward on book two. So I'm so Yay. excited about that. Oh, that's awesome. Congratulations. I say that. <laughs> Yay. 
I know. I'm really excited. That one is I, the working title anyway is Behind the Frame. I'm, I'm super excited about the plot of that one. We meet a few more people from Carson. We learn more about Skylar and Sydney will get her own sort of little storyline. Um, but Savannah's still the lead. And I have book three. I have the general idea for book three. I think I could, I mean, I could write them forever. I feel like I know them. And I think the possibilities are endless. So yes. it's, it's, it's just a lot of fun. You know who also would be a great Savannah is Jen Lilly. <gasps> right? Oh, yeah. She would be great. Oh, my gosh. Yeah. You yeah. can have yeah. Jen Lilly, Fiona Vroom, and Brittany Bristow as the three sisters. <laughs> there you go. That's great. I can picture that. Yep. <laughs> Great. You're Perfect welcome, testing. Hallmark Casting. <laughs> yep. <Yeah>. Made it easy. <laughs> that's really, well, that's so exciting. Congratulations. Uh, so Thank I was you. wondering with Caroline, was she at all based on your grandma's or uh, figure, somebody you knew or? She, um, she actually, I'm a home care nurse. So, and I work mostly with the geriatric population. So I do home visits, um, like after surgeries or after hospital stays. Mm -hmm. Caroline is kind of a compilation of several really cool older women that I've met, you know, seeing patients. I have met, I've been a nurse for 25 years. I've met um, a handful of women in their like late 80s and even late 90s who are just incredible strong-willed and sharp just a lot like Caroline like she's very <clears throat> she knows what she wants <laughs> and she yeah. makes it happen very loving but she is nobody questions her <laughs> she's just and she was very easy to write I think she's definitely a combination of a few of my older patients over the years I loved her. She put her foot down and everybody was like, oh, okay, never mind. And I like how they all kind of pushed each other like, no, you go tell her because she'll listen to you. No, tell her. That was so fun. Yep. Yep. I think we all know somebody like that too. And I mean, I'd like to think that if I, if I hit 90, I would like to be like that. You know, this, I'm, this is how it is. No one's going to question me. This is what will happen. Yeah. I feel like I've earned my, my, ability to say no I want it this way because I'm yeah (laughs) yeah right yeah I have always figured that there's like a certain age where you decide whether you're going to be uh cantankerous or sweet (laughs) one or the other (laughs) and the old people in my life they they both they they chose different some of them chose different paths <laughs> two of them kind of chose more cantankerous path others chose to be sweet and adorable and <laughs> uh, it's kind of like that old Seinfeld bit where he's like what age do you get where you just stop looking backwards when you pull out of the driveway <laughs> right it's like I'm, old, I'm coming back yeah I just don't care anymore yeah. yes <laughs> yeah I think she's 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 sweet she really loves the sister she can she can pull out the cantankerous card if she needs to and everybody knows that i think the perfect caroline when they do the movie would be paul shaw <gasps> that's what i was thinking right <laughs> oh my gosh you both had the same actress in mind <laughs> i love that yes. although she's young for caroline but still they could make it work they she's could do 78 
Yeah, but that's not ninety. Oh yeah. <laughs> but she can make they, they can make her look really makeup. old, like a holiday in handcuffs. <laughs> she looks really old. Yeah. In that movie. <laughs> well, and Caroline in my mind was very my my own grand. Okay, you asked if she was based off my grandmother, and she really isn't. But but my grandmother, she died at eighty nine, and until the day she died, she always had her lipstick on. She always had her little flower in her hair, and oh. she was a very she was a very pretty eighty nine. She she just took you know she took care of herself um, her whole life, and she took care of everybody around her, and she didn't look. So I think in my mind, Caroline's turning ninety. She's announcing it and celebrating it. Um, but she doesn't look 90 and she doesn't, definitely doesn't act 90. Oh, I love that. That's yeah. great. I love that. Yeah. Both yeah. my grandmas, <laughs> they, uh, we actually lost both my grandmas this year, but they, they both of them oh, kept, uh, yeah, kept their, uh, uh, they, they both kept their, their, their youth pretty, pretty long. They both lived into their nineties and uh we're pretty mm. pretty impressive uh so but yeah that's caroline awesome. was a fun character i liked her sass <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is yeah that's a good word yeah do you uh have any favorite artists that you particularly like and you talked a lot about uh different ones in the book uh, i'm just curious i i love monet i don't but i don't really have Maybe I should have a favorite. I don't have a favorite. Um, <laughs> I made my daughter go through a few museums with me last summer when we went to New York. Um, uh-huh. And I know she ended up loving it too. I, I, I always love Van Gogh, but I don't have a favorite. There's too many. Yeah. There's yeah. just so much beautiful art. Right. Well, now I see now outside of, you know, museum art, I see that you do like a lot of music. You have a Spotify playlist on your website and you listed I love music. <laughs> you listed several musicals within this book. So are you a fan of musicals or I love yeah. I love musicals. Ah. I haven't seen enough. Yeah. I really and that I don't that was kind of a late in life thing. My daughter got into drama in high school and ended up kind of pulling me after her <laughs> into it, you know, as far as being a viewer. And I, we saw Hamilton in Chicago. I, I took her to New York after she graduated high school. Um, that was our gift to her. So she and I got to go to Manhattan and we saw Be More Chill. I don't know if you've heard of that one, but heard it of was it, yeah. incredible. Oh my gosh. I wish I could see it again. <laughs> and Wicked was her first musical um, years ago in New York. I, I need to see more, but yeah. Savannah is a huge musical fan, and I that's she gets that from me. Uh-huh. <laughs> so, say. That's yeah. awesome. That's I such could, a fun memory for you and your daughter. Oh, it was, it was great. Everything about that trip was perfect. It was awesome. It was too short, but I think maybe that's the way to leave New York is, you know, when you're not quite ready to leave. <laughs> right. we we go in semi-regularly just being in connecticut we can we can kind of hop on a train and be there and i always love it when i'm there and then i'm always sad when i leave and then i come back to connecticut and i'm like oh it's really quiet here this is nice too yeah because <laughs> <laughs> yep. so fast yeah. and so loud i mean it's great it's fantastic i love it but then i come back to connecticut and i'm like 
oh yeah, it's super quiet here. This is nice too. <laughs> yeah. yeah, you need both. It's kind of, it's another one of those backstory things. I think when I was creating all the characters, Aiden, Dr. Gallagher, he's from New York. He was mm. born and raised there and he ended up in Carson. Um, but yeah, somewhere along the line, I think they're going to end up talking about musicals. And I don't know if, you know, I don't know if eventually Savannah might end up, you know, maybe he'll take her back to New York. I don't know. I don't know what I, I really, I have to map out a lot of their, their friendship. Oh, <laughs> man. Where it's going to go. But I mean, they, I think they'll kind of discover that they have this sort of shared love musicals and musical theater. And that's something I don't think she's even discovered about him yet. Okay, well, if I wrote fan fiction, then I would do a one-off of Aiden and Savannah going to New York, So, because that would just be it. Oh, there you go. Someone should write that. Yeah. <laughs> well, I'll get the fan fiction started. Um, so, okay. talking about music, does it contribute to your writing? Like, do you write with music on, or do you, like... Yeah, I can't, I can't write, and I always have to have something. I have to have music going when I'm writing. I, I can't... Um, I can't have music when I'm when I'm editing or revising. If I'm doing, you know, any anything major with the storyline, it has to be quiet. But when I'm writing, I have to. And the songs that I play or the artists that I play um, change with what I'm writing. If I'm writing a, a sweet scene between a couple characters, or if I'm writing a really high tension scene, um, like there's a car chase in the book, that was a whole different kind of music in my yeah. Spotify playlist. So I don't know if that counts as writing time, you know, me picking out the songs that I'm playing as I'm writing the scenes, but I like to think it does. <laughs> of course it does. It's sure. part of the process. Yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Well, great. So we'd like to end our interviews with what we call the Teen Beat questions. They're just some silly questions <laughs> that Amber found in an old episode uh, issue of uh, Teen Beat. And so here we go. First question is, what is the best ice cream flavor? Chocolate with all kinds of chocolate stuff in it. It can't be plain chocolate. And I, yeah. don't, I don't have a favorite, but like as long as it's chocolate and it has chocolate things in it, then I'm good. Yeah, that sounds good to me. All right. Yep. What yep. is your favorite color? Royal blue. Okay, good. What <laughs> music are, we've talked about theater, uh, but... Is there any other music that you're into right now? I don't know why, but I've been listening to a lot of Vampire Weekend lately. I don't, uh -huh. I, I mean, I, I just love them. And they do have that new album out and that fits perfectly in with what I'm writing right now. <laughs> so, um, but it changes all the time what I'm listening to. Yeah. I like, I like a lot of different artists. Yeah. That's really cool. So do you just, do you write it on the weekends and at night or how do you fit it all in? Uh, I, I'm lucky in that I'm off one day a week. So I've, I, I changed jobs a couple of years ago and now I have one day a week off. So I try to use most of that for writing or anything, you know, writing related. And then a lot of times after I'm done working and charting for the night, I, I'll get at least an hour or two in. Um, so it can be slow, but then if I, you know, sometimes there's my husband works a lot of Sundays and Sundays tend to be, my kids are older. Um, so we just have one left at home now and it can be pretty quiet. So Sundays are uh, really great days for writing too. It's not, somehow it gets done. I'm not sure yeah. how, <laughs> but it gets done. 
I feel that way sometimes about the podcast. I'm just like, I don't even know how I made all those, but it just, you oh know, my gosh. you got a job. They're that, so great. And you have so many. Yeah. Yeah. You just find a way to make it work. <laughs> so well, if you love it, I think if you love it, you just, that happens. Yeah. Yep. Uh, insomnia is a great, great thing. <laughs> Very helpful. <laughs> I had a feeling you probably don't sleep much either. I, I, you know, five or six hours is tons for me and I'm great. Yeah. Usually I don't need that much. So. Same. Uh, all right. What is your go-to date night food? Uh, Mexican, anything Mexican yeah. tacos. Yes. Nice mm. um, frozen margarita to go with it. That's perfect. Yes. <laughs> okay, good. Uh, <laughs> what is your go-to date night activity? Uh, I feel like I should have an exciting answer, <laughs> but we're, we've been married for 25 years, almost 25 years next week. Yeah. And, um, I, I just, I, we both work a lot. So anything that we get to do once in a blue moon where it's just us is, is great. I mean, sometimes it's just dinner. Sometimes it's dinner and a movie. Once in a while, we'll get to go to a concert together. Um, but I think, you know, if you have, everybody has a busy life and we've got kids and jobs and pets. And so just any time that we can set aside a block of time and go out somewhere with the two of us, we're best friends. We started out as best friends and, and I'm so lucky that we still are. So, you know, date night activity is just time together. Yeah. That's, that's really mushy. That's good to me. <laughs> yeah, that's good. <laughs> Very good. Okay. Dogs or cats? Dogs. Okay. Beaches Everything. or <laughs> beaches or mountains? I've got people. Sorry. Um, uh, yeah, beaches or mountains? Beaches. Okay. Uh, would you rather be in a fancy dress or in sweats? Sweats. Jeans. Yeah. Uh, what is your favorite holiday to celebrate? Halloween. Oh, fun! That's I love awesome. Halloween. Yeah. Yay. What was your last costume? <laughs> oh, oh wow, that's embarrassing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'm so excited! Yay! Ooh, okay, <laughs> we go to Detroit. Has this? It's like the best Halloween party, like seriously, in the world. It's so awesome. It's called Theater Bazaar. We went, we missed last year, but two years ago, we went as Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. It was, it was a very fun costume. It was so fun. Um, we, yeah, we've had, we have a lot, we went as, um, oh, Mia Wallace and Vincent Vega the year before that from Pulp Fiction. And that was so much fun too. So. I love Halloween. These are awesome. Lisa, do you do Halloween? You and your... I devote all the resources and energy to creating really cool costumes for my kids. Yeah. Ah. Yeah. Oh, that's important. You have to raise yeah. them right. Well, they're still at that age where it's like super... I mean, not that it's not important for me, but it, they're at that age where it's super important for them to have a really good costume. And since we yeah. just walk around behind them, I, I just... I'm like, eh, I need, I need to be comfortable while I walk around. Well, yeah. Right. Well, yeah. in that period of time when they're young enough that they want you involved in making the costumes, that doesn't last forever. So yeah, do that. That's great. 
last I do really enjoy picking out costumes. Last year I was an angel, so that was pretty fun. And Aww. yeah. <laughs> and then the year before that I was Chucky from the Rugrats. <laughs> Oh. <laughs> Orange hair. Oh, I love that. I that can picture fun. that. <laughs> I liked that one. I was McGonagall from Harry Potter once. That was fun. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Oh, I love to see pictures. Yeah. <laughs> it's great. It's pretty I fun. love her. I mean, who doesn't love her? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> um, all right. Last question. What is your favorite Hallmark movie? <gasps> oh no. <laughs> That's hard. There's too many. But I watched the same movie three times in two days. It was so good. And I can't think of the name of it. Yeah, it's Rachel Lee Cook was in it. And it's a ser- it's, it's more than one movie. Um, um, Autumn in the Vineyard. And yeah, Autumn in the Vineyard. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah. yes. I loved it. It was so good. It was, I, she, I love her so much. She would make an d- interesting Savannah, I think. I thought oh, yeah. about that when I was watching that. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. I did. That occurred to me. Yeah. That'd be fun very cool well you passed the test you did it (laughs) well thank you so much for coming and talking with us and we really really enjoyed it why don't you tell people where they can get the book and all of that fun stuff oh sure yeah the book will be at uh barnes and noble and online kindle kobo it's on amazon and it'll be in some hallmark stores i don't i'm not sure yet you know which ones or all of them um i'm sure we'll be getting that information but it should be pretty easy to find comes out on tuesday the third the third okay good all right great well we're really excited about it if if y'all i read the book let us know your thoughts and spoiler free don't spoil it in the comments but uh, let us know (laughs) and uh thanks again for coming on talking with us we really appreciate it do you have social media or anything that you'd like to share I do. Yep. I'm on Facebook as Tracy Gardner uh, and Instagram, Twitter. Okay, great. But I'm pretty easy to find too. Okay. So thank well, you well, so much, Rachel and Lisa, for having me. It was a lot of yes. fun. Yeah, it was, it was a blast. Thank you. We will have to have you on again and uh, we'll have all that information if people want to follow you in the description section so people can check that out. So. Thank- oh, perfect. That sounds uh, good. Have a great rest of your weekend. Thank you very much. Thank you for making this painless. <laughs> no, <it was> <laughs> bye. Okay, bye. Bye-bye. To thank Tracy for coming on and talking with us. Uh, it was so much fun to have her on. And uh, definitely let us all know what you think of what we had to say and what we talked about. And if you have any dream casting for uh, the book, once you for the sisters, once you read it, let us know in the comments. It would be really fun to talk about it. Uh, but Lisa, where can people find you? You can find me on Twitter and Instagram at Girl Gone Hallmark. Great. And you can find me at Rachel's Reviews, all of our social media, iTunes, YouTube, and on Rotten Tomatoes. So check that out. And make sure you're following the podcast at Hallmarkies Pod and Hallmarkies Podcast, all of our social media on iTunes, YouTube. Please leave us your ratings and reviews on iTunes. We really appreciate that. And uh, your if you're if you're listening on YouTube, if you can give us thumbs up and subscribe to the channel, we really appreciate that as well. And consider becoming a patron. We have so much fun with the patron group and we really, really appreciate all the sponsors that we have. Uh, and uh, it really helps us out a lot. So check that out in the description. We'll have a link uh, down below. So thanks again. And we will uh, talk to you all later. Bye. Bye guys. <laughs>